Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to my podcast, Not From This Realm, where we talk about cosmic things, spirituality, relationships, healing trauma, all that good stuff. So I am just so excited. Let, let's just be honest. Like, I've got my podcast published on Apple, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, Alexa, Amazon, literally it's out there. It's out there. We're doing this. I'm super excited about it. So today, today's episode, (laughs) I've actually been thinking about this all day. Like I've had so much to do, but I've been looking forward to sitting down and getting this out to you guys. So this podcast, the very first real episode is called My First Exorcism. Yep, let, let that settle in just just for a moment because, like I said, we're not just talking about church and prayer and doves and angels and, like, all that ooey-gooey stuff. Like, no, I want to talk about the supernatural. I want to talk about the wild, the crazy, everything, right? Because, as I said last time, we are all just spirits having a human experience, right? Like sometimes I have to just say that over and over again. We are a soul that is inside of a body. There are so many things happening on this planet, in this universe, in the galaxy, with the stars, with the sun, with energies and frequencies that we can't see, right? But just because we can't see them doesn't mean they don't exist. So we've got to talk about them. We've got to share our experiences and compare notes, right, with one another. Because, like, otherwise, we're just going to be sitting over here, like, after seeing some crazy shit, being like, do I need to see a therapist? (laughs) Like, am I okay? (laughs) So that being said get started with this story (laughs) and and to be clear I was not the one having the exorcism okay I I was merely a witness to an event what some would say was a sort of an exorcism right okay so setting the stage right I was in my early 20s and I had just moved back to Arizona from Kauai And, um, you know, I was definitely coming out of my party girl stage. So it was the first time I had kind of slowed down in a while. And, um, I went to go visit some family. I was up in the mountains and, um, I I was beginning to meet some very spiritual people. So I'm going to give you the medium sized version. All right. Cause with me guys, there, there can always be a long version. Always, always. But I'm, I'm flirting with this whole podcast thing. I want to make sure that, you know, these are not too short, too long. So let's hit you with the medium version. All right. So I was gathering with a group of people and at the time they considered themselves a church. Um, I think with time they've progressed past like being part of a religious affiliation, but at the time, um, they were 
on the very woke path, okay? So, and and mind you, all these people, great people, right? Like, super cool people, only the best interest, you know, that they had for those around them. They They were nothing but kind to me, like, right? Like, I was coming off of, like I said, my party girl stage. I was coming off of using substances I had been experimenting with um and and just really trying to find my own path and straighten out my life so I find myself getting invited to like a a kind of little home kickback barbecue type thing right so I go I show up at these people's house and there are like maybe 15, maybe a little bit more than 15 people. Okay. And, um, one of the, one of the concerns after, after dinner and people hanging out, I want to say it was like some kind of a taco night or something, you know, like something regular. It started out very, very regular. So I'm there and I'm just kind of observing these people, right? I'm just kind of getting to, getting to know the lay of the land, like, seeing what's up. I don't want to be too involved in anything. I don't want to commit to anything um, as far as my beliefs, but but I had sensed some definite spiritual vibes from these people, right? So anyways, after everybody eats, one of uh, the teenage boys, I feel like he was like 13 or 14. Um, he was very troubled, very troubled youth. Um, he was uh, and is, you know, he's still, he's still with us today. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Ooh, okay. So, um, this teenager, he was also going through a rough patch. He was just, you know, considered wayward, um, really acting out, really just not being a very positive person. It was having a, a rough impact on his family. And so there, there were some guys there that had that asked him, you know, do you, do you want to get help? Like, do you like who you are? And at this point, we're all in the living room of this house. Um, about like 15 or so adults, a couple teenagers. And okay, no, now that I think about it, the kid, he had to at least be 15. Um, so he, he says, yeah, you know, I think I want some help. I'm, I'm going through it. Um, you know, there's all kinds of abuse involved. Like he's drink, he's underage drinking, he's getting in fights. He's, you know, just causing chaos in his family. So two of the men, one of them was his uncle and the other one, um, was just a member of this group. Right. And um, they said, okay, so so we can help you. We're going to pray for you. We're going to lay hands on you. And whatever, like, uh, is bothering you, whatever, if it's a demon that's bothering you, like, we're going to get it out. We're going to pray for you. We're going to tell it it's it can't be in your body anymore. So at this point, I'm just going to be honest, you guys. Like, my jaw drops to the floor. I'm like, okay, you know, at the time, I'm thinking teens are going to be teens. Man, if people saw how I was fucking acting at 15 years old, they would have been trying to do an exorcism on my ass. Like, I know that for a fact. But, right, no judgment, okay? Because this is a judgment-free zone. Like, we we are growing, we're learning, we're talking about these things because, like, they're just 
extraordinary things that are not talked about every single day. And this is something I witnessed with my own eyes, side note, okay? So if I didn't see that there was some sort of like energetic shift happening, like some some real like, how do I say it? Some real shit going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I wouldn't, I w- it wouldn't have stuck with me. I wouldn't be talking about it. I would have just been like, oh, wow, that was fucking weird and moved on, right? But there, there was definitely some things that happened that night. So, so they asked, can they pray for this kid, right, to get back on track? So they start praying for him. And at this point, I'm just arms crossed, fully like, all right, this is a joke. Um, and at first, the kid's standing there, his eyes are closed. He's, he's no noticeable difference, right? Well, as they start rebuking the devil, as they start calling out the names of the spirits that they believe that this child or like teenager is dealing with, um, like shit starts to go down. All of a sudden, the kid is not the kid anymore. Okay. So he his whole demeanor changed. His his bodily like reaction started changing. His face started changing. He started laughing. Like it was getting weird. Um and so I'm sitting there and I am analyzing this whole entire scene like top to bottom like literally I would have been noticing his fingernail color at that point that was how intensely I was trying to figure out if this kid was faking it or not right because that's my first thought is no fucking way these people are casting a demon out of this teenager right now um like this is this is strange so he's starts contorting his body in a way like and and this is going on for like a solid five minutes okay after the five minute mark there was no way in my assessment of anything that I've ever seen um in like this world before like there was no way that that kid would have been able to pull off faking it right so I ruled that out I'm like all right this is happening. There's, there's something really going on. There's, there's something dark going on here. Um, so after that five minute segment, like the kid is no longer in control of his body. All right. And it goes through periods of like him struggling back and then like being very, um, what, what's the word for it? I guess like limp, like not, kind of coming in and out of it like he would like struggle back and and then I'm saying like these two men were fully having to like hold on to this kid to keep from thrashing on the ground like so that he wasn't hurting himself so I'm watching these two big ass grown men like hold hold him to support his full body weight like right? He wasn't small. It wasn't like he was like a skinny, tiny person or anything like that. So they're trying to contain him and also keep him from falling, hitting his head, you know, doing something crazy. The way his arms were twisting and turning, it was, it was just insane, right? So about 10, 15 minutes go by from, from the beginning of the time they start praying for this kid to, to while I'm watching this. And, you know, 
obviously like some of the kids and teenagers like they had left the room because it was freaky it was weird and at this point the other adults in the room you know they're standing there they've got their hands up they're praying they're sending healing energy to this kid they're sending love to this kid they're sending you know whatever intentions that they are to get whatever is had been attached to this kid out of him right so I want to say after about 20 minutes, he, the kid finally just like came back. Like it, he came to and was able to like stand up, look around. And it was like, as if he just popped back into his body or something. I am being so serious right now. You guys, like you could not make this stuff up. He came to and looked confused as hell. So at this point, the men stopped praying. They're like, all right, we did what we could, man. You know, like we are going to war for you. There were some serious dark entities attached to you trying, um, you know, to feed off of your spirit, some spiritual leeches. And and we told them that if you that if you agreed and because you came forth and said you wanted help with this, that they had to go, they had to leave your body. And now this is what happened. We prayed for you. There was like an intense struggle, whatever spirits were there. They obviously weren't liking the prayer and being like called out for called out their name basically. (laughs) So, and I'm laughing not because it's funny, but just because it feels so strange to say this out loud, right? Like I never thought, that I would have experienced this um, and seen it with my own eyes first and also never thought that I would be putting it out there on the World Wide Web, on the podcast, like just for anybody to hear. And that's why I'm not naming names. I'm not, you know, getting into it because people are also weird on the internet and I don't need them like coming for me trying to get to the bottom of this. But you know what I mean? Like it's a whole thing. So talking about this now, it just seems like it seems like a lot. And in that moment, you know, when you go day to day and strange things happen, like sometimes you don't take it all in at that moment. You're just like experiencing it. But until a later date, like you're not really able to grasp the gravity of the situation. Right. So the kid, he comes to, he's, he's confused. It was like, he had no idea what had been going on like for the that last 15 20 minutes. So that was when I really knew that there was a serious spiritual battle taking place. And I kind of felt bad <laughs> that I had been so skeptical to begin with, right? Because, you know, I'm I'm over here being skeptical because I think it's uncomfortable for me to be watching this happen, let alone how do I think this teenager felt like how you know right like how did he feel how did these grown men feel like and these were all people that I had barely just met so all that all that aside right I want to talk about (laughs) the association that comes along with doing this type of spiritual work I want to talk about, um, you know, the terminology, right? Like when we're calling things like this an exorcism versus some people, you know, in evangelical beliefs, they're calling it like a redemptive prayer or 
getting set free, like then some people they're they're saying like it's an energy cleansing, it's an aura cleansing, okay? So no matter which way you look at it, there's no denying the fact that people can have different energies, right? Okay, so you have how how can I break this down? So you, like I say, we're we are a soul, we are a spirit in a body. And people talk about having different personalities. People talk about having different disorders. They are claiming all of these different things onto their life, either knowingly or unknowingly. So how, how do you think we can go through our whole entire lifespan? So birth all the way to some people almost up to 100 years old. Do you really think that everything just is only you, your personality, right? Like, I feel like we all know we've been through stages where you're like, wow, okay, that was a weird phase. But was it? You know what I mean? Like, was it just a weird phase? Or could there have been something energetic happening? Could there have been a negative force that you open a doorway to that you somehow invited into your life or was unknowingly attached to you, sent to you, brought upon you generationally, right? That, that you allowed to operate through you. So I feel like some people, right, outside of the religious and like spiritual sect, like they might look at it like, finding themselves and releasing what no longer serves you right but is there really a difference you know like at the end of the day I've heard people in Christianity that have said like talking about spirits and energies and and entities right like even ghosts like some people talk about like having just unwanted spirits around them like I've heard like devout Christians talk about and say Okay, if you come into a space or if you come into contact with a spirit that is negative, that means you harm, that's a demon, like, you need to rebuke it, you need to cast it out, you need to command it to go to get away from you. And then I've heard people that are completely not religious, I've, I've even heard witches talk about how they can command energies and they can command spirits and like they might get guidance from their spirit guides but yet they know when an energy presence is dark and means them harm so even a witch will tell you that you have the authority to tell something to get out of your space to get away from you if you walk into a place and you sense a coldness a darkness like something foul in there like what I've been told and what I've researched is that us being humans, we have a superior authority to these entities that um, that don't have bodies, right? Like these spirits that that float around. So because we're higher on the hierarchy, we get to command them to go. So getting back to this quote unquote exorcism that I that I had witnessed, like by any other standard, anybody, you know, putting it up against that movie, like people would say I had witnessed an exorcism. But but, you know, like I said, there's so much stigma that comes with that. Um, no matter what way you look at it, the teenager was troubled. He was dealing with stuff. He was prayed for. The, the spirits were commanded to leave him. And he left that night there lighter. He left that night wanting to do better, wanting to seek help, wanting to get closer to his creator. 
So like, hey, you know, that's a win. And I guess you could look at it from a different perspective, right? Because like I said, none of this is ever going to fit in one box. Like the reason why I'm having a podcast is because we've got to we've got to like break it down. We've got to get to the nitty-gritty of this and it's okay to disagree. Like it's okay to look at it from a different perspective and say, "Yo, that's not cool." Because because I guarantee you, like I overanalyze the shit out of everything. Like I'm going to think about if I thought it was right, wrong, upside down, backwards, whatever, as long as I feel like it. Um so like I can understand how people hearing this podcast might come from a different perspective and say like, "Yo, that's not cool." Right? Like let me just have some water, right? Okay, because <laughs> we're getting into it today. But like, and even I, to a certain extent, kind of look at it like that, looking back now, being older, and having 10 years more spiritual wisdom under my belt, that like, that might not have been okay. Like, like, in a sense that that teenager might have felt pressure he might have felt coerced because at the end of the day if you don't truly want to get free if you don't truly want to take control of your life and and get as pure to your soul as you can possibly be like if someone is suggesting to you that you should drop all your bad habits if someone's suggesting to you that you should quit drinking that you should quit doing drugs you could you should quit having sex whatever it is that you're doing like i And let's say you just agree to it, right? Like, I don't necessarily think that's the right approach either. So looking back on it, maybe that wasn't the best thing to do. Maybe that was done a little bit too forcefully. I can't say because it wasn't me. Because I'm not still in touch with that kid today to look at his life and see if that made him any better in the long run right? All I can talk about is my experience watching it like from an outsider looking in and it was a trip, you know, like it was a lot. So what, what I really want to shine the light on is I wish more people could just detach from labels. I wish they could detach, um, from judgment of other beliefs other religions other spirituality um practices that like differ from their own because 10 years ago I would have felt very strongly about this I would have felt like like right after witnessing that maybe six months after getting a little bit more in tune with like what spiritual deliverance is what casting um you know entities off of you is like I would say being a new energy and healer like baby I would have been like this is for everybody everybody needs to get delivered everybody needs to get free everybody needs to cleanse their energy clean their home get rid of anything that has bad entities attached to it right like I came on super strong but I feel like that's part of the spiritual journey and the and the spiritual growth is that you mature and you realize that Just because you learn something and experience something and want to shout it from the rooftop, you can never shove that down someone else's throat, right? Like, can we all just agree to that right now? How many of you have had somebody that has come into a new belief, a new religion? Fuck it. Even like veganism, you know, like things that people feel very strongly about and they want to change others, right? I feel like I saw this graph and... It was, it was showing, 
was basically a chart on a spiritual ascension, okay? And it's funny because ascension, meaning that you're going upward, right? But it wasn't an ascension. It was more like a mountain with with valleys and peaks um, because... You know, when you first awaken, you want to shout it from the rooftops. You want to tell everybody. You want to, you know, share it all over your social media. Um, You want to cut people off because they're not accepting you in this new walk. But then I feel like that's your ascension, right? And And then you go down. You go down the hill. You go down to a little valley of like, wow, like people are really asleep. Does anybody even really care about this? And... And then you start kind of like, for me at least, I, I like really um, retracted into myself. Like I used to be a very outgoing, very extroverted person. And then after my spiritual awakening, I was um, very introverted. I was like, wow, fuck everybody. Like <laughs> they don't care that, that the sky is being poisoned. They don't care about GMO foods. They don't care about the fact that you know, we've been lied to about religion all these years. Like that, that was how I felt. And so went down to that depth. I became very exclusive. My circle was very small and then it like leveled out, you know, then we're getting, we're getting 10 years down the road, like to today, to the point where I feel like even saying my spiritual awakening is like a little bit cringe because is it really, you know, is it my spiritual awakening? Have I awakened? I feel like that implies that something's happened and it's like at its fullness, but is it ever really? I don't think it is. I think that we're constantly growing. We're constantly gaining wisdom. We're constantly getting new perspectives, finding out new truths, right? There could be one truth that exists today and in 10 years, it's a completely different truth. It doesn't mean that it wasn't the truth when you discovered that truth, but it evolves, right? So I think that's part of having this human experience is that we're supposed to talk about these things. We're supposed to bring them to the light. We are supposed to evolve and grow. And when you feel like you're ready to open it up and like share with other people and find other like-minded individuals and, you know, talk about these things, that's where the really, really cool stuff can happen, right? Because then, like I said, I like that, what I said earlier about comparing notes. Like, that's so cool because I want to hear if somebody else has ever experienced this. I want to hear if somebody's ever been healed. I want to hear if somebody has ever come into encountered like a weird spirit or, you know, seen a ghost or seen a demon or just had something unexplainable happen to them or someone that they love, right? Because then I'm only adding to my knowledge, to my repertoire. I'm only just being able to understand it from somebody else's point of view. So I thought it was really important to talk about this today. And of course, you know, I thought it would be a nice way to kick off, like have a spicy little conversation about, you know, a casual exorcism. (laughs) Um, But... That way you guys, you, you get the feel for me, how I view things um, and how I want to, I want to attract the type of people onto this podcast that are comfortable thinking about these type of things, right? Like I'm probably not going to attract like some spiritual babies. 
um, because they might not agree with this, you know? And hey, if I do, cool, whatever. Like, who knows what's going to happen? But I feel like the people that this is meant to get out there to, they'll hear it and they'll relate and they'll be like, wow, I'm not the only one. Like, I'm not the only one that has experienced something like this. So to bring it back around to today, before I wrap it up, um, I want to talk about how that experience has molded and formed and shaped my beliefs on healing today. Okay, now that I'm in my 30s, um, I have I have had a lot of time to research, a lot of time to have hands-on experience with this type of healing. So essentially, think about it like, okay, so if there's a doctor um, and we find something that's, you know, going on, that's something that's wrong, misaligned in somebody's body, right? Like, let's say they have a cancer. Well, the doctor's gonna assess the patient. The doctor's going to, you know, sit and talk to the patient and first of all, see if they're going to get consent to get this care. And then, you know, they're going to move forward with either a, a intrusive surgery. They're going to have to, um, extract this, this cancer, this tumor, and remove it so that it doesn't spread in the body or that patient is going to decline care and the doctor's going to have just let them know that they have the cancer and then they're going to move on. So I'm saying that to compare that with this spiritual type of surgery because that's the best way that I can explain it now, right? Because after that seeing that first event and then going on to to do my inner work right because it's one thing to see somebody else have a dark entity cast off of them but it's another thing to really look inwards and say like hey is there anything within me that is not really me like right <laughs> and i i'm not saying that this is for everyone right because some people, they go to the doctor and they're getting assessed like with their mental health, they're getting assessed with their physical health and that's all they want. They, they don't want or they don't believe in doing the spiritual work, okay? Um, I do. I do believe that we, that in order to have balance with your mind, body, spirit, and soul, you have to do the inner work. Okay, so if something is not serving you, if something's not right, if you're getting angry all the time, if you're being violent, if you're hurting yourself, if you're hurting others, you should look at yourself and say, like, okay, where did this anger come from? How can I get to the root of this anger? And if it no longer serves me, how do I release it? Okay, that's what I do as a healer. And... (laughs) I really, it's so hard for me to believe that I'm putting this out there on a podcast right now because some of my closest friends probably don't even know this about me uh, because I had just really kept it to myself because it's not mainstream at all in any way. Like, which is crazy now that I'm saying it out loud because nobody would judge you for going to the doctor and saying, hey, I got looked at, I I have this cancer, I'm going to get help from a doctor. So why would any of my friends, family members, or anybody that loves me um, or knows me care if I'm helping myself get healed and helping other people get healed on a spiritual and energetic level, right? So that's, that's out there. 
Okay, um, I am a spiritual healer. I have helped probably over a hundred people. And that might even be a conservative number. Um, to find their truest self. I've helped them to heal from generational trauma. I've helped them to get free from addictions. I've helped them to learn to love themselves, to find their truest self, um, and to shed everything that doesn't serve them. Um, and it's been hard. I'll be so honest because there's so much spiritual backlash. Like it's unreal. Like I could be working with somebody that's an addict and wind up interceding for them. Right. Um, and that's why through the years I have dealt with so much of my own drinking issues. I've dealt with, um, you know, different, different drugs and things like that, that has come and gone. Like, I mean, I've quit smoking cigarettes, like at least three times by now in my life, (laughs) but, um, that's part of the package because we're dealing with real dark forces. Like we're dealing with these deep, heavy things, right? Like most people, they don't just begin to have an addiction overnight. They're having an addiction because of 20, 30, 40 years of pain because of childhood trauma, because of abuse, because of abandonment, because of uh, rejection. I mean, there's heavy fucking things that people carry on their backs throughout their whole life. So looking back on that experience that that kid had, so-called exorcism, demon getting cast out, whatever you want to call it, Like, do I think that kid was ready for that? Probably not. But, you know, he's on his own journey. What I learned from that is that we really can have things inside of us that we don't even know that we have in there. And once we get old enough to realize that and want to do the inner work, that we can and we should find ways to release that in a healthy way. So why I would say now that it it's not great to do that on someone that's not ready or someone that's so young is because if you go back to the same thing that made you sick, like what's the point in doing all that self-work, you know? What's the point in, in wanting to get free and wanting to break free from that cycle if you know you're just going to keep going back and repeating it and repeating it and repeating it? So um, if you want to get spiritual, if you want to get religious and biblical with it, um, I don't know where it is. I'm, I'm not going to get that deep, but I know that there is a scripture that says something about how um, if you cast one spirit out of somebody and they and it comes back to find the whole house clean or whatever and gets let back in, like it will come back with seven more spirits more powerful than it. Don't quote me. I I just butchered that. I'm so sorry to (laughs) to anybody that, you know, knows that scripture by heart. Um, But I'm just giving it as a reference, right? Like I said, this is, I'm not affiliated with any type of religion. Like, I'm hoping in this podcast to be able to talk about other texts, not just the Bible, right? Like, I believe that all of these texts are historical, Um, and we can learn from really all of them because the truth is within each and every one of us. But that being said about if one comes back, it'll bring back seven more that are more powerful than it. So if you try to help somebody or you try to get free and you're not done, um, 
it's going to be worse for you, baby, because it's, it's going to bring back some heavier stuff. Okay. So going back to our comparison to going to the doctor, you know, you have cancer. He asks you, what do you want to do about it? Like I actually just recently talked to a naturopath who said he will not work with patients that once they find the root cause to the issue, if they can't give something up, then he says he can't work with them. If you come to a doctor and you have lung cancer, but you're not ready to give up smoking cigarettes, what is the point? Unless you're just trying to like put a Band-Aid on something, okay? That's great. If you just want a Band-Aid, go to somebody that just wants to put a Band-Aid on it. But if you really, really, really want to do the self-work, if you want to get free, if you want to get healed on a physical, mental, and spiritual level, Number one, it takes being brutally honest with yourself. Number two, it takes doing the hard work and putting down the things that don't serve you. So that's that. I feel like we, we got into it. We talked about a lot today. We, we really just scratched the surface. To be honest, I could talk about this subject for hours on end. I could, I could literally... <laughs> put you to sleep right now right some some people are probably already snoozing on this but hey no big deal um if you're not if this energizes you if this resonates with you if you think this is cool if you've had a similar experience then right on like let's keep going babe but um I feel like this was a good starting point and I hope it was intriguing to you guys I hope that I hope that it'll help you to know that these are the type of things that I've seen, that I've experienced, and that I like to talk about. So if there is anybody, if you can think of anybody in your life that you recognize these patterns with or have had similar experiences, like, think about that. Because only you know what you've seen and experienced, all right? As for me, I've seen a lot. (laughs) So we'll save all those topics for another day. Thank you guys so much for coming and listening to this podcast, not from this realm where we talk about karmic lessons, where we talk about karma in general, curses, demons, devils, angels, God, whatever, whatever it is that's out there in this big, bad world we live in. Excuse me, universe, okay? Because To think that all there is is just earth, I mean, that's just mind-boggling in and of itself. So anyways, beautiful people, have a wonderful night, day, evening, wherever you are in the world, and be sure to tune in next time for the Not From This Realm podcast. This is Holly Stewart. Have a great night. Sending you guys love and light and blessings.